Welcome Thrivers. Today we have Olga Kamenko. She is a very interesting person. She's originally from Ukraine and she went through a lot of difficulties financially and in terms of education as well in Ukraine. She was able to come to the US as a model for a few years, eventually bought her own place and she currently lives in North Carolina. She started a clothing brand. She's educating herself on her free time. And I think she's a very good example of how even if you have been dealt a very difficult hand in your life, it is possible to find a fulfilling life. Enjoy. So first of all, this is Olga uh, Komenko. Olga Komenko, she's a friend of mine. She has a clothing brand called Spotney Studio. When did this begin? Uh, when the line began? Yeah. Uh, actually, I had an idea since 2013, but I haven't really like pursued it for a while. And then I just actually wanted to do t-shirts, like fun t-shirts, prints. And I did a bit of t-shirts, but I, the whole idea was about having some outfit that is like easily recognizable, mm -hmm. uh, image-driven. Image-driven, what do you mean? Well, again, t-shirts supposed to have like some hidden sense or some like, I don't know, events that are happening during the time. So you do a print sort of like related, right? But then eventually I haven't, continue on the printing with the t-shirts and then of course image driven it means always like some kind of print pretty bright print oh interesting it's and almost it's, like a t-shirt but a little different i see what you're saying i like I, i wear a lot of psychedelic shirts and i think that the meaning behind it is that i plan on becoming a psychedelic assisted psychotherapist and doing some research about it but also have other t-shirts like with animals Like there's one that has a, um, an owl, like a big owl. Mm -hmm. And, and I, the reason I bought that shirt is because, I don't know, there was like a long time ago, I was in Ecuador and I went to a ceremony, like spiritually religious reasons I, I, I used to do that uh, like once a year. And by the end of the ceremony, I see an owl, a huge owl. Like and a mask ceremony? Yeah. Yeah, and, and I see this owl, and, and then I started reading what owl meant, etc. And it seems to be something related to an animal being able to see beyond what's evident. And, and I thought that was pretty cool. And I don't necessarily know what that means in my life, but I bought an owl shirt, so I thought that was cool. I also have a microphone for a, shirt. for a moment after your ayahuasca experience right say that again i'm just saying like the vogue thing you know you were vogue for a moment after your ayahuasca experience and I was vogue, vogue? yeah have you you have never heard the term vogue term vogue? vogue yeah like wake up vogue awaken <laughs> vogue individual <laughs> yeah but i i relate that to 
like being very progressive, very mindful of how you relate to others, very like race conscious, gender conscious, politically left inclined. I feel like that's left inclined. Are you willing to pay a lot of taxes once you make your big psychiatrical salary? Well, I don't mind paying taxes as long as they do good things, right? Like, I mean, I have to. It's like illegal not to pay taxes. Now, if it was my choice, I would definitely give, like if I had to choose where my money would go, I would say, let it go to education, let it go to healthcare, and that's it. I don't want to be supporting anything else. Special, like I don't, I, I'm not, I don't love supporting war. Uh, now, I have been thinking about this a little bit further lately in terms of, well, we live in a planet where, where the U.S. is like the primary, that has the biggest mil military in the world. Mm -hmm. And it does, it does have some sort of, like, uh, of course, it has it, it, dominion in certain countries, but also a certain sense of stability, right? Like, if it's not the U.S., it's going to be someone else. So, do, so, so then that's what I've been thinking lately. Okay, so if it's not the U.S., who then would be? And would I want that country to be it? I don't know. So maybe I would support it. It's like who is going to play a good policeman, right? Exactly. So in those terms, maybe uh, I, I do want to pay tax for like a military infrastructure. So I guess maybe, I don't know, like I haven't fully formed that thought. But, but that's what I've been thinking. That's something I've been thinking the last couple of weeks. Well, I think it's partially like, I think, I mean, again, I'm not very political, don't quote me on that. And I'm not like, again, not watching the news or anything, just what I kind of know or hear or observe that Israel is very advanced as well. Of course, mm -hmm. England and Australia. So, but I think like US and Israel kind of on the same page. And so they sponsor Israel because they want to keep the peace, quotes, peace, because it's not never really a peace there on the, in the Middle East. Yeah, I know. And I mean, I, I don't know fully about Israeli politics, to be honest. Like, I know a little bit, not enough to make like a strong opinion of what's really going on. But I know that you're from Ukraine, which has been involved in wars recently. Like, you, you got... A piece of Ukraine got taken by, by Russia recently, right? Like Crimea. Like five years ago at least. <laughs> right, okay. That's relatively recent. Relatively new, yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah. pretty much big chunk of Ukraine disappeared. It's still the same. Well, not Crimea, but even the other part of Ukraine is pretty much... We don't control the, the border, like the territory anymore. You know, the eastern Ukraine. So it's still on the map as Ukraine, but we don't really have any presence in there, like strong. There's Ukrainian people, but our pop, like politics, politicians don't control it. Interesting. So, so then and, that... and I agree with you. If I have to choose between like, like Putin ruling the world or US presidents or US politics ruling the world, probably I'll go with US. Right, like Putin's very hardcore. Right, like he's a hardcore dude. Like he's like a little bit intense. Like it seems like he doesn't care as much as other regimes about um, like human rights and 
like I don't like I I I I'm not like a, a political expert, but it, it, like he's definitely. It seems like he's not pro gays, right? Like it seems like if you're gay and you're in Russia, you are kind of fucked. Um, like so, there there are some like socially related issues that are now mainstream in the Western world that are not necessarily mainstream in Russia. So. So in that way, I don't think it's nice. Also, it seems like very authoritarian and dictatorial compared, like it doesn't seem like that democratic either. So you definitely don't want like a non-democratic regime to be rule in the world, right? Like that doesn't sound that good. I don't, those are my thoughts about it, but I don't know. I, I guess you would know better. Like what are your thoughts? Like what, what happened with this Ukraine-Russia thing? What happened? What was Ukraine-Russia thing? Yeah, like uh, Russia to- took a little bit of Ukraine. I-, I think that when it happened, from what I know, is that there was a big oil pipeline that went through Asia that was yeah. this... Yeah. They- do you know the full story or, or not really? Well, when it's happened originally, so basically we used to have... Uh, I don't know, I haven't followed much now, but in the past how it was, we used to have Russia like sponsored of how you say president supporting of Russia, mm-hmm. which was clearly put by the Putin back in the days. And then we had our final revolution as of now, since 2014, like second revolution, we had orange and then we had, I already don't know what was that revolution, not orange, something else, but still. Um, but that was major thing. That was bad. It was really bad. Like, lots of people die. The town, like the city, the capital where I'm from, burned out. The front, like, I don't know, like, major square, let's put it this way, right? A lot of, like, I don't know, a lot of bad stuff happened, basically. I mean, good stuff happened, too. So we pretty much won, like, the right, and we hosted out the president that was supported by Russia. So what happened is he's, he was promising that he's going to sign the thing with the Europe, with all those rights and, you know, kind of integration into Europe. And then in the end, he like canceled the last minute. And there was peaceful protests. And of course, some like military came and injured the protesters. So it sparked big like resistance. And that's how it started further and further. Like sort of like Belarus just recently had similar thing, but it's much stronger the regime down there. So they weren't able to do probably anything about it, but in Ukraine, it's always was a bit different. So we won in terms of, we got a different president. Again, we have a a second president after the one, and this one is more pro-Russian too. It's a weird thing. He was a comedian. So (laughs) we kind of our version of, I I don't want to say Trump because it's not because Trump was a real estate and then he became a TV personality and vice versa. This one was a comedian and then he became president. So he was sponsored too by some people. I don't know how it's And okay, do you think, what were your thoughts about him? Like, was he funny? Was he funny? Uh, I usually don't really watch Russia, Ukrainian TV. Uh, some people like, I think a lot of my Ukrainian friends find him funny, but again, like I have never, I briefly watched some of his stuff. I find like, I think I'm Americanized and I kind of find a lot of, humor especially from a major tv channels a bit primitive it's just very like 
it's just very like vanilla you would say or it's very like what people want to hear but the most interesting part what i know about this last president that basically two years prior he like was like not nominated but be, wanted to go like what is it become a president uh-huh. or you put the application whatever right he came out with a tv show where he would play a, a simple teacher and it's almost like a blockbuster uh, TV TV series. He was a teacher, and there was a bad president, and he decided to go against the bad president and become like a fighting, like a Robin Hood sort of, right? And in the end, he becomes a president in his TV show. So everyone <laughs> had a joke, but say that was his campaign two years prior. He decided to become a president. It was oh, his unofficial campaign, and it kind of worked. It, it worked. worked. Because TV is a lot of brainwashing, that's my belief. And uh, people buy into TV, they love their characters, and sometimes they don't realize that the person who's playing a character is quite a different person in real life. They just associate him, right? So I don't watch TV partially too, because I don't want to be brainwashed. But, but in some ways, like you have, like I see what you're saying, and I, I agree, but I'm thinking, okay, like how many people in the, TV industry do I know? I have a friend, she like a pretty famous Ecuadorian like soap opera star. Uh, and she, yeah, for sure, very different uh, in real life than in her t- in, in this TV show. She, I think in the TV show, she was kind of evil, like an evil, uh, like, you know, the typical soap opera where there is like, there's the main couple that are just very happy, like are finally gonna be together. And and this friend of mine, she was like just the other girl that just wanted them to not succeed because she wanted the dude kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I don't think she's like that in real life. Um, but I, yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I shouldn't say TV, I should probably say news or just media and everything. Just in entertainment general. I mean, I guess you have been in the entertainment industry, right? Like you were a model for like several years. And okay, yeah, this is the purpose of the podcast. Like, t- tell us about your life. <laughs> Where do you want me to start? <laughs> From the beginning. Born year unknown. <laughs> that I can give away, but okay, let's say born in USSR. That's, uh-huh. that's one thing. Um, I don't know, very basic USSR family, nothing like special, nothing extraordinary, nothing like too bad, too good, right? And uh, So you're talking like socioeconomic class, like middle class? I don't know. Don't we have a middle class? You know, our middle class would be considered rich. We don't have a middle class. If you like middle class, it means rich. So then I think like, I don't know. I think we had like, okay, so we would have some maybe like everyone else. Then we had some small intelligentsia, whatever you call it, level, which would be already probably a middle class. Because I think if your parents would be like professors of your university, you wouldn't be necessarily much better off, but you would be a bit better, kind of like intelligent, maybe educated. Interesting. And then the only, well, and then they wouldn't be necessary people who better educated or nice everybody, but there would be like communist party people, right? But that's the that's the wealthier ones probably, or who want to be on the top or closer to that, right? And the closer you are to communist party, probably the, the more things you could, you know, benefit from. And and then of course we had doctors. Doctors was special 
thing, like everyone considered the doctors a better off because they take bribes. <laughs> you know, which probably was the Wait, case. like, how do you take a bribe as a doctor, though? Like, but like, like, how... like a bottle of cognac. That was the bride in oh, music. Oh, I see. But wait, but bribe for what? Like, so that I would like see you earlier or so yeah, that I would... Mm-hmm, maybe like do me a better job, you know, than someone else. Especially like if you're a dentist, right? Wait, but like that doesn't, okay, listen. Or maybe, a... yeah, put you in line for the operation closer. Okay, that makes sense. Like I could see like in a, in a very constrained system, there's like not a lot of doctors and I want to put you in line a little bit earlier, especially in the communist world. Okay, get in line earlier, you give me the bottle of cognac. Fine, I could see that happening. But it's not like I'm going to do a better job. Like, it's not that I'm going to do a better surgery to you. I guess some people would, like, just do the minimal requirement. Like, I guess if you're, like, super burned out. Like, yeah, I'll do better service and more follow-up, respond, more responsive. I mean, think of it. This okay, is a that's true. I, see, I could see that. Cell phone, right? No yeah. cell phone. Think of it. You have to call your doctor in his office and make sure he gets back to you. Hmm. Okay, that's true. Okay, so more like a you would get a more concierge service yes. from a doctor if you bribe him in the USSR back in the day. Got it. Okay. And you know, so not like doctor maybe would have like bigger salary, but because of the bribes, they would always have some good food, right? Or in general, if you have any like held in any position somewhere, that's. But I think like so, I I wouldn't say I was a middle class. I don't think so. Yeah, I think just okay. like basic poor. <laughs> yeah, basic poor USSR person. Got it. Got it. Okay, and then what happened? Uh, and then what happened? And then the USSR fell apart. And and it's even like, it became very confusing time, I think, for everyone. It's just like, I don't know, I didn't feel like so much difference in terms of like, in the beginning, you don't feel, right? You you just kind of like, no, something broke. But it's just a confusing time. You don't know what to do. And a lot of people, I'm sure. I mean, some people, like, let's say, got on their feet pretty fast and used the opportunity. And other people, maybe, like, my parents didn't use any opportunity. It's always, like, amazes me that during the USSR, again, I haven't lived through the whole era, right? Pretty, like, some of um, like, part of it I got and the end of it, right? But I still remember a lot of people would complain during the USSR. But then, like, okay, it's, it's over. Here, go take your opportunities. And a lot of people didn't do any better. So I'm, like... Was it a regime or is just, you know, you weren't trying hard enough or you were just finding excuses, you know, not to do something? You know, that's interesting. Like, I, I can certainly, I mean, I, I've never lived through something like that, okay? And, and, but it does sound like a confusing time, right? Like, you've been living and almost like, almost brainwashed into the idea that communist is the way to go that you are given everything equally for everybody, then you are in the system and you're like, oh no, there's a lot of corruption. This is not working as well. But you don't know what the other thing is, right? Like you don't, like if you, as you were saying, I know that you we just comically the world like basic poor, but you're talking about a, a country where a lot of people are poor, right? Like that's the, yeah. the baseline. Yeah, poor wasn't something like, I mean, I guess poor for American standard or a quality of life we have now, right? right. Uh, but it's not, I mean, of course, we weren't like, we weren't have trailers, right? I don't want to upset anyone. I say tra- trailer trash. But it's like, you know, poor people in US, oh, oh my God, in USSR still were like somewhat educated. 
and you know even if you and if you were a village dweller it's not doesn't mean you're poor you actually had a lot of food and you know that stuff so maybe you're not the most educated but you're not like you you're well fed right but then if you city you just have a job and then you somewhat educated but you just have a very like limited amount of things you could even have got it i see what you're saying it's kind of like communist cuba right like right now where you have nobody's like dying from hunger there everybody has a place everybody has food everybody has health care but no 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 people unless maybe if you're part of the government has like luxury so luxury is not a thing that you would like experience as often at least in the ussr back in the day and then it, and then it goes it gets this the ussr just uh, gets dissolved and you enter a sort of capitalist country and people take advantage of capitalism to some extent other people don't some of them maybe don't know what even capitalism is like they, they don't, don't even internally understand it some, some people do and then you were saying yeah so it's like again like everyone around you were kind of the same as you so it's not like you really felt poor you just were like maybe slightly better off or slightly less off off, Mm -hmm. right but then the communists broke down and i think the weird part became because before there was some like importance or like small not in my family particularly but in other families um like take on education that is kind of like you know it's good to go to university if you mm-hmm. can, of course, because they were so free, get a degree and get a job, right? Again, not in my family. It wasn't like important thing because none of my parents went to higher universities. But I think once it's broke down, it became even more useless because uh, people started making little private businessmen, making little businesses. And then you don't need the degree anymore. And it's like people with degree became kind of like outdated for a while because mm-hmm. it's like factories closed. Like there was no research, like school didn't pay you enough anyway. And then the universities, I mean, there was still left small area of like university professors, but I think like a lot of people, whoever could became like small entrepreneurs or trying to be. Mm -hmm. Just let me check my phone just for a second because, oh, okay. Can we stop for a second? No, but I can wait. What's going on? Uh, I'm going to go there done with the work. So I'm going to go check and say bye to them. Okay, that's fine. Okay, yeah. Okay. Give me a sec. Okay, I'm back. All right. <laughs> uh, this no more inter like uh, breaks uh, basic this intervention thing. <laughs> oh, don't worry about it. So you were so so these are people that are like. Uh, fixing your house yeah because it's always something to fix so basically recently i installed the fence for my chickens because i had some issues with the neighbor in the city but the fence is not working perfectly too wait what do you mean there were some issues with the city and your chickens i think we need some more context i know you have several chickens in your backyard that you just this is your habit that started i guess with one chicken and now you have like how many uh i can't say it because i have more than i should have <laughs> <laughs> okay no but i have enough let's put it this way i have enough yeah i know we're switching from ussr to the chickens i always want to ask you the questions how did you start this interviewing people 
from my brand to USSR again to the chickens. Yeah, okay, but and it's fine. We'll go back to all of these topics, but I just really want to know what problems do you have with the city relating to your well, technically I had a problem with the neighbor, right? They were going to her yard, which she complained a lot through the whole year. I put some fence, but they found a way to get to her yard, not as often as before, right? Mm -hmm. She still complains. So each time she sees them on her yard, she would complain and complain to the city directly, right? So finally, we got in a quarrel recently with her. Just whatever was it, wasn't very pleasant. And I was like, screw this, you know, I'm going to put this better fence finally. I mean, I always renovating, so the fence wasn't my priority because I have a lot of things to finish inside before I go outside, right? But then it's like, okay, I have the chickens and it's an issue and I need to get rid of this headache. But anyway, I was a little late because the city just fined me this $500 fine, which I'm planning to negotiate. We'll see how that works. Okay, so... All right. Uh, do you eat your chicken, by the way? No, no, I just buy from Costco. It's a lot less work. <laughs> okay, so you just raise them. Yeah, it's just a fun hobby to have. They're beautiful. I like beautiful things. Got no it. matter what it is. <laughs> but you do eat the eggs. Yeah, I do eat the eggs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you don't kill the chicken, you just kill the children. Which in some ways is kind of more fucked up. Right? Like... Ah, because you're a vegan, so now I got it. It's coming well, from the vegan. <laughs> well, technically I'm vegetarian, but but I do, yeah, yeah. But but okay, you know what? No, well, actually I'm gonna make it. I re I reverse and you know, you would absolutely ask your girlfriend or a date to do abortion, right? Okay, wait, what? Say that again. If you would have like, let's say you you knock over, like what is it, knock out somewhere or knock over, you knocked yeah. down someone, right? Okay, no cover means that I just yeah you, you put turn them in the ground. Oh, not yeah, you got it, me. You know, you know what I mean. If by yeah. the way, someone accidentally gets pregnant from you, you would absolutely ask your girlfriend or the date or a, a, a just one night stand. Who knows what it would be, right? Okay. To, abortion right actually maybe girlfriend not as much but you would be okay with it right well i i it has never happened to me yeah, but, but, if it, but happen. i can i can definitely tell you that i would not eat the products of the abortion if an, adult, if yeah. an abortion happens so but you would it's okay. not the same it's absolutely the same in the sense of we just don't eat humans period right even like right. unborn humans right some, so some people do eat the placentas though oh, really? well they use it for medical purpose so like what can you say you know? some people it's like, say it's a healthy thing i haven't really researched it um i placentas don't seem appealing to me they 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 look kind of alien in my eyes but some people do eat some people believe through like I don't know 200 years old so they eat anything whatever takes them there you know all right inject Fair. whatever their faces or I don't know where else <laughs> so you know, anyway so you so you eat the children of the chicken that's fine you we were talking about the USSR too um where were we you know eggs are not children of the chickens 
like it's a, just the same question is it is it a human or it's not a human yet right so oh i see i see so <laughs> so you would be okay eating an embryo as long as it's like before 12 weeks of birth once you see a heartbeat then you yeah, i'm here i don't want to eat any 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 humans i mean animals are just enough right Got but it. okay I'm just saying that is um it's almost like is it a, a chicken do i eat the chicken or i don't know what, whatever you're saying the chicken or the egg or eat unborn chicken it's not an unborn chicken it's just like an embryo it's a mass all right sure i mean i think that's arguable but yeah. but i see what you're saying one would yeah. say there is when does life begin a, in the yeah. egg like when yeah, is it a chicken like, and when is it a, just a cell there's a brain a little brain in the chicken already right inside the egg and maybe it's a little tail there and has it ever happened to you that like you're like you're cooking an egg and you didn't realize but it's too late and you're really just cooking like a, a chicken that hasn't born mm -hmm. yet you know in order to to happen you really have to make sure your hand set on the egg for a week at least interesting and it's you have a rooster and you have a rooster around right oh i see so if there's i see what you're saying it's not fertilized even it's a not for the egg if there's no rooster the egg is not fertilized so you just uh got it okay so you you're eating non-fertilized eggs that's no children that's just like eating like the ovules of, of a woman. yeah i see what you're saying okay now i understand you mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Guilt-free. Guilt-free eggs, perfect. Uh, and also like uh, cruelty-free, right? Exactly, no cruelty at all. Well, <laughs> look, no matter what, the chicken will lay that egg, right? Mm -hmm. And either it spoils after months and wasted, or mm -hmm. someone eat it and benefits from it, right? Yeah. So actually, it's a good, it's like no waste, you know? Yeah. Okay. That's that's fair. I want right? to talk like no egg left behind. I don't know if it's a very good. <laughs> no egg left behind. Okay, that's fair. You're giving a good life to a to a chicken. You're not gonna eat them. You're gonna raise them until they're old and die. And they just so happen to put eggs here and there that aren't fertilized. They're just it's just part of their life. So instead of throwing that egg to the garbage, you're eating it. I mean, even if I draw it into my yard, someone will eat it, like bugs or the chickens itself will eat it, the chickens. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. But I think it's much better than like someone doesn't, I don't know. Space. Yeah, that's, that sounds way better. You know, I actually do eat eggs, and, and, but I just started to eat eggs the, in 2020, actually. Okay. I, I didn't eat eggs forever. Uh, I, was I used to eat a lot of eggs and once I got the chickens I eat eggs a lot less and it's not because I don't like them it's just like I just lost the taste for eggs as I used to have so I still eat eggs but it's not like I have an egg every day right because I have chickens no I use it for cooking a lot like baking and then occasionally I do a fried egg Okay, I see what you're saying. And you will only have them when they put them. It's like like a very natural, cyclical thing. Oh, yeah, you cannot force the chicken to make <laughs> I mean, maybe you can. You can, technically can by providing them with the light 24 hours. By providing them with what? With the light 24 hours. With will, the light? Like, light. you mean light, like the sun, or the sun. light? And by that, you're implying 
like a rooster and sexual sexual no, no, no. just the sun yeah just any source of light oh interesting oh. okay mm-hmm. well okay thank you for 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 the lesson and on chickens like it does seem like if you eat Poultry. eggs a lot like yeah it doesn't like if you eat eggs a lot it makes sense to have chicken like how is it expensive to have a chicken you know i i recently had this conversation with someone and we were like you know every hobby is not expensive once you start but once you get indulged in it it becomes expensive no matter what it is you know i mean i think i spent by now as much on my chickens that i could eat eggs till the rest of my life like buy eggs Till the rest of my life and you know i probably still could even someone else buy the eggs how much money i spend on the chickens okay i could see some expenses like you yeah. buy a house for the chicken like a chicken coop and then yeah. you have to put a fence in it so the city doesn't find you okay and then initial cost yeah okay that those, those are like initial costs but but then after you only have to buy food for the chicken like do you, do you clean? Like, well, you buy chickens too, but the chicks cost pretty cheap. You can get a chick for two bucks, right? A baby okay. chick. Then okay. the sheep maybe, right? Depends. But then you want to get a nicer breed. Some of the hands, like chicks I buy, it's like $15, which still not like a thousand dollar dog, right? right? So, but then like you spend like 60 bucks on those chicks and then, you know, eventually someone going to die, right? And then right. you lose maybe three you know, it depends how lucky you are. You make mistakes too, right? And then... <laughs> Wait, what mistakes did you make that ended up in the death of a chicken? Oh, well, well the saddest story is my first chickens. I really left them too early outside in a little caged area, but not fully covered. Mm-hmm. And when I come back, I, I saw actually all of them were dead and one were missing. So after like two months of proper growing waking up at night worried that no one died or suffocated in the, I mean, or i don't know like drown in the water very common that sometimes if it's too much water the little chicks drown drown in the water like, like in water what, what do you mean well i don't know they trip and if they fall asleep they can just drown in a puddle of water because they're little chicks oh interesting then you have like such a thing like constipation you would say but it's a pasty butt for little baby chicks if it gets stuck and they cannot it's only takes them two hours like maybe three hours to be dead maybe five hours right? really so yeah. it, it happens to humans too it, it, it's called impaction and sometimes you'll have to bring babies to the emergency department and then like the resident or, or whomever is there is going to disimpact them with like oh, really? they put like a I forget the material of it in, in the baby's butt and then it goes away oh. in an explosive manner. Yeah, here you just have to wash it. And the worst, I don't even know if I should tell this story that happened to me. I basically kill a baby chick by mistake. By putting water in it? Uh, no, I didn't realize that baby chicks have pubic. Uh, no, sorry, not the right word. <laughs> like you know like umbelly cords yes okay yeah that's what it is right so i was worried that one my one of the like chicks got like a bit like you always look at them if they don't get weak weak or sleepy if they get too sleepy you give them some vitamins because you worry that usually if they get too sleepy it's most likely your chick may gonna die right 
right? Okay. So that one was getting a little sleepy and I read too much about this pasty butter and I got paranoid. And then I was like, maybe he has a pasty butt, I don't know. So I ran to wash this cheek and then like, I saw that was his butt, but then I saw something else. I'm like, oh, maybe this is his butt. And I start rubbing on his belly, like okay. belly cord. And <sighs> yeah, and then it, it just, and it was only like barely, like everything happened in like three minutes. And then I feel like it's not doing any better. And it started like contracting the belly. Uh, okay. And then it's exploded. What? Yeah. The belly exploded. So you rubbed the umbilical cord. Yeah, because I was rubbing like, maybe like a little, like it's a tiny little cheek, like four days old, right? And I rub with water and I thought it has to wash off. So I guess I irritated it. Then I, and I see it's contracting. So I'm like, no, something is wrong. So I just putting it back inside the, the box. But I think like, again, it's birds. They very get stressed out and they more sensitive. So, and it's still con been like contracting and contracting and then it's exploded. And, you know, I cannot sew a cheek. Okay, so that it, doesn't it, sound... Like worst. worst. I, it took me like three days to recover. Like, I know it's, it's kind of funny now, but it was like, I was like, oh my God, I'm overwhelmed. Like, yeah, that doesn't sound cruelty-free at all, to be honest. I wasn't trying to kill him. I was trying to save him. But this is how I learned that actually baby chicks have umbilical cords because I didn't expect they would have one. So I'm like, like I'm like, oh my God. You, you know, know that, that, that makes me think of the beginning of OBGYN, you know, like obstetrics and gynecology. Think about this. Millions of years ago, the first women having babies. And then they're like, oh, what is this? You know, and then they like start robbing on their baby's umbilical cord until they kill them by mistake. And Are we the nurses who did it? No. Well, no, I'm talking cavemen. Oh. Prehistoric first humans ever, ever born fucking up because they don't oh. know. They don't know better. And eventually that became OBGYN as we are now. Did you think how it started? That's the yeah. theory? That's how it started. This is where we are. Now doctors do it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so we were talking about chickens a lot of the time, actually. But, but now let's go back to the USSR. So you are in the USSR. Capitalism just begun. Some people are doing a little bit better. Some people are doing a little bit worse. Yeah, and then it's just a funny time that no one really knows what to do or how to live this new life, right? And then I was relatively lucky. I mean, I wanted to be an archaeologist, to be honest. Oh, but then like, I was like, then I wanted to be a fashion designer, of course, getting older. But then I was like, well, like getting older, like 13, I mean. Okay. You know, so maybe seven through 10, I wanted to be an archaeologist. And then by the time I got 13 or 12, I was like, no, maybe I want to be a fashion designer because I loved fashion and I watched all the TV, right? But I wasn't sure how I'm going to get there because like, universities still have to pay something right and it's like i knew my parents not having didn't plan any budgeting for that so i was like mm, i don't know and then like of wait course, they did they didn't budget for your education 
no, they never budget for many things, but education was the last, you know, you have a priority, right? It's like a right. pyramid of needs. Yes. The education was the, uh, the education was on the top. It would be almost like you do charity for God knows what. <laughs> got it, got it. Okay, so we're talking about different times in a very different country. Yeah, plus I wasn't a best student, so I guess because I wasn't like encouraged that much. It's not like, you know, I was like a terrible student, but I never was like the best student, right? I only like history because I want to be archaeologist. So, so it was weird times. Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds kind of fucked up, right? Like in, in some ways, it's, it's, it's rough. Like if we compare that to like New Times America, right? When you, are, you have children and there's education that is relatively, like you have free education in some places or you have private education like most cases there's also something in between that you can pay for and you expect that families pay for their children's education most of the time but this doesn't happen a lot even here in the u.s now i'm thinking even in ecuador like where i'm from like yes you have private schools and then you have cheaper schools and then you have state schools that are free and and most people don't get don't can't afford to pay for schools, right? Like, and, and, and also can't afford to save for the education of their children. So they're relying on free education, which is the great majority of people, right? Like, it's, no, we did have free education still, but it was reserved for the A plus students, which I wasn't, right? Plus the entry exam would be very hard. And if you don't pass entry exam, then of course you don't get in, right? So I wasn't even planning to prepare for any exams. First of all, I was an A student. Mm -hmm. I was like C plus, B minus. Okay. And then, so I knew I will have to pay no matter what, you oh, know, even if I pass the entry exam. And so I will. Oh. So and because the slots for free education are very small and only for those A students. That's why they- Wow. It's a rough country. Like imagine, like, uh, do you feel like, had you had the opportunity to do what study whatever you wanted, like would your life have been different? Uh, I don't know. I feel like what would be better for sure. I feel like I would get the skill I wanted to have early on in life. So yeah. now I have to be in my whatever age trying to figure out or thinking that I don't really have any skills, like like any perfect like like master type of skills, right? Got it. Then and say like. This is my skill. I can go and tell people how to do it because I know it so well, right? Well, but you do have skills, right? Like you, you, you do have a fashion brand that you started. You, are, you, you have this house that you're taking care of. You have a, apparently a lot of chicken skills, right? Like oh, yeah. you, have, you had a, a, a significant modeling career for, don't you still get some gigs there? Uh, well, this coronavirus has slowed down. I used to have more gigs. Yeah. Uh, I got a one recently gig, by the way, through some friends just shooting here at my upcoming studio garage, which I'm still work in progress. Yeah. <laughs> and then, so this was great. I was like, wow, if I could just shoot here all the time, that would be awesome because I don't have to go anywhere. They just send me t-shirts, I did pictures and I send it back to them. Amazing. Yeah. That's like okay. safe travel and for them even in time for me to. Yeah, but I just feel like I don't. I don't feel like I have like a skill. Like for example, someone would be like, I don't know, oh, a horseback rider. I don't know, tutor or something. Or I don't know, uh, just something like like I can do a, a bit of everything, 
And then of course I have my brand, but I'm not like a person who consume myself. I mean, technically you don't have to be a person too if you're a designer or design something, you know, everything is made on factory stuff, but it would be okay. nice to have some skill like that. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Okay. So then, so you didn't do that and your parents like they couldn't afford education for you. So what happened then there? Bingo happened that I got into modeling. Bingo? Bingo. I mean, like bingo. Oh, it, like, like, lot, like, I got, like, lottery. Lottery. Yeah. lottery. yeah, I got into modeling. And then it's like, why do I never need education? I'm going to make my millions before I'm 30, well, 25, by the way. Okay. I raised the level later. And uh, I will do all these businesses I wanted to do and things I wanted to do. Just not, don't, don't really have to go to school because I will hire people to do things, right? But then I realized that getting into modeling doesn't mean you're going to make a million. <laughs> it's just like the first step in the whole, I don't know, Industry. fairy tale idea. Yeah. And I guess that it's, yeah, I, I have some friends that, that are models and, and I know a little bit about the industry and I know it's a tough industry, right? Like it, you know, like, but, but I think that you, you made it very far, right? Like you were in Ukraine you became a model in Ukraine, you ended up in New York. So that means that, that you went, wouldn't you say New York's like one of the top places to come if you're a model? Like, tell me a little yeah, bit about York, that. Yeah, Paris and Milan were top places to model, but also it's like depends. But then you see like modeling has niches just as any other sphere of profession, right? Mm -hmm. You can be a psychologist, a psychiatrist, you can be a PhD, and then, I don't know, assistant professor. It's all like so same. You may be all in the same hospital, right? But you will have mm -hmm. different roles. Right. <laughs> so it's like for us, it's saying like, yeah, we can be even the same agency with a girl, but she's going to do a lot better than me or opposite. I would do a lot better than someone else, right? Mm -hmm. But again, and of course, like I was always entry level for modeling because of my height. Mm -hmm. So it was always tough to say like some other, like for example, obstacles. But height was one of the, major issues that it was like limiting jobs i could do oh interesting so technically i already got pretty lucky consider like i'm barely five nine like eight and a half and mm -hmm. i got two us right i got offered right. and i think like i got in modeling still like it was like one of the last eras well maybe 10 years from there it was still possible when modeling was still well no instagram right after instagram everything changed i feel like once instagram became more commercial and a tool for making money and promoting yourself. Mm -hmm. So I got in one of those times when, again, no smartphones yet, very like classic modeling industry. You go to a competition, you compete. If you win, of course, you go somewhere, you don't win, you're still around, right? Mm -hmm. But it was like very good. Competitions were a big deal. Models were still a big deal before all the like actresses became a big deal or influencers now is a big deal. Mm -hmm. I'm not doing a very good job on being <laughs> maybe not at all like have you thought about becoming a chicken influencer i don't know i think i just want to have my um what i'm thinking of, i just want to have a home instagram dedicated account for the home but it's just like so much amount of work to do and i'm impressed with people who can do it because it's so time consuming especially if you do it all alone right eventually maybe you hire someone but yeah, chicken. There's some good chicken accounts. You know, you you have to make a good picture even, right? Like yeah. photo. You have to take you pictures of the chicken. It. Yeah. 
and it's just it's it's a lot yeah for sure for sure I think it's, it's, it's a bit like I think I missed the part when Instagram used to be just like to put pictures and enjoy you know sort of like Facebook right Facebook kind of maintain its original thing it's just to post pictures and talk to your friends Instagram is like different beast you just it's not anymore much of posting pictures to enjoy your friends. It's about influencer souls and I don't know. Yeah. If it's not good enough, it's like no one will follow you or something like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, and then there's the pictures part, there's the videos, like there's the reels, there's the stories, there's the links. There's a lot of creativity right. that you can put into it if you want to. Yeah, but then also it's overwhelming because it's just so much information and work and you constantly have to supply it because if you don't you out so it's kind of like i'm just saying i think it's a bit doubting becomes that it's no more like a place to relax right and like you do your work and then you have to go online on social media and do more work yeah and which is okay i'm okay with that if i'm doing some business starting business but if it's my page now i just want i mean chill <laughs> that's fair Okay, so then you came to New York and you stayed here for a lot for how long? For like ten years or something? Yeah. So after my first trip went to Japan and then oh, after like I had a few competitions. But my first trip was actually Japan and it was interesting because of course I sort of Paris and things like that. I went to Moscow and then like there is an agency from Japan want me and I actually had no idea there was like serious modeling going on in Japan. I was in shock. But apparently it was already going on for some time. But I was like, I don't care where to go. I just want to travel. I mean, so I think like it was super fun time. I mean, I miss it some, I think recently we talked to my friend and said like, there's like a big of nostalgia about it. Cause like you have a community, you always know planning at least in two months where you're going to be. So if you kind of have a like schedule and activities going on, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't miss traveling as much like, like, but I just miss the whole, I don't know, community you call it, or just the yeah. Job. And you're always uh, you're always going to these events and these parties, and you're always. But it's not many events, yeah. Oh, really? that's, that's interesting. That's that's what most people think who are think oh model. They probably always go and because all you see is like social media top events. This is like one percent of modeling industry. Interesting. Okay. It's well, like say I would open a magazine and think like. I'll be one of this woman in Vogue or I'll be one of that model on a big board. But then you realize that you're looking at the like maybe 2% of the modeling industry and most of us just work like regular people with a little more salary. Okay. So you get a salary and then you go to this like photo shoot and then you go back home and it's that, that's it. I mean, there was like nightclubs, but I wouldn't call it events. And of right. course, when you're 18 and 20 and 23, it's fun to go to a nightclub, right? But mm-hmm. like maybe even like until you're 30, it's even a little bit fun. But I wouldn't call it an event or anything special. It's just a regular nightclub. There would be some few events, maybe like a house party or something like that. But it's not like you go going to Oscars every year, right? Or I don't know, like I'm going to Victoria's Secret or top show I'm invited to, right? Got it. You only go to events if, like, you may go to some event if, for example, your agency throws an event, if, and if mm-hmm. your agency is big enough and you had money for doing it, right? Got it. Okay. And then eventually you said, okay, I, I'm done with that. Yeah, I kind of, like, 
again, like I was like saying, I'm done, but it's like, if someone offers me to work for money, of course, I always will work for money, right? But I, again, I've lasted in modeling much longer than I ever thought I will be there. And I'm, I'm okay. I was telling my friend, it's like, maybe I should start like doing this middle age modeling, but I, I think I have to wait at least five more years. I'm like, I'm like, I don't mind to be a mother of a model if they pay me what I can get. Why not? <laughs> so I'm waiting. Maybe I, I get back in it in five years. So you're stuck in the limbo of modeling. That's interesting. Yeah. And it's always some, well, I don't know if I stuck in the limbo of modeling. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think it's just like, it's my profession. I've been doing it since like 15 year old, right? It's almost like yeah. you're just so used to it and then you can change, of course, but I wouldn't mind to have it somewhere on the back if I could, right? Right. But I, I, if it's not like, let's say, time like you have to get something out of something you do right mm -hmm. so for now for me it just makes no sense because it's not worth my time like excitement wise and then mm -hmm. even money wise right mm -hmm. but then if i can get no money but at least some kind of excitement and interesting time spending i don't mind to do it but again mm -hmm. when you have a lot other things do you like okay this is fun but here i may gonna proceed and build some other future so I have to choose so so what are you gonna choose well i don't have much choices not like someone is offering <laughs> me especially during now coronavirus right no one is offering me hey you want to go to this agency and stuff and i'm in school now too just to add it up yeah yeah you told me like you were about to finish isn't that right or halfway through i can't remember Halfway through, yeah. So now I'm in school. I'm finally got to my education since I didn't make my couple of millions as I planned. I had to come back to school. Yeah. So that's Just, cool because you eventually were able to do that thing that you weren't able to do when you were younger. And are you doing it here? Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's not like I've really wanted to do school, to be honest, when I was younger. Like, I mean, I wanted to be a designer. That would be great. But it was like, it wasn't like I really wanted to be in college. I just want to be a designer. So be in college. But other than that, I didn't have much interest to be in school because I, I, I think I had pretty interesting youth. Mm. Right? And I kind of like, I really, and I think like, because I started making money early, I always like to make money. So now I'm like being in school sometimes, like it's great to be in school, but I wish I could make money. I think making money is empowering for me, right? Yeah, I mean... It doesn't mean I, I like, I need to spend my money all the time, right? If someone yeah. wants to spend their money on me, I'll be happy with that. But it's just nice to be able to, you know, have money. You know? Yeah. Especially yeah. when I was 16, it gave me a lot of confidence, I think. And, and another way of seeing it, or at least a, a way that I see it, is that it's about producing value, you know, like... you giving value to the world in such a way that you enjoy it ideally and then because it's valuable and because it's worth consuming in whatever way at some point you're like yeah pay me for it you know yeah but i don't know if anyone look at the modeling that we give some value it's more like a museum level value or art level value right I mean, but that's value too. Like art is value, hundred percent. Yeah, art is value. But I think like people more look at the designers who produce like fashion clothes as even value because they mm -hmm. kind of bring some art with it. Again, if you can be 
artist animal unless you just like generic brands right mm-hmm. um they're doing everything the same but you know that's interesting like i never okay. saw... choose a model yeah i'm sorry no one would think that i'm as a model bringing value right because like you're just the person who's wearing it i don't think like we had as much respect dedicated to our professional people would think it was so much like you know doctors clearly bring in value anyone bring value but you know it's funny that that you say like the value of modeling is a like i've never thought about it but now you're making it making me think about it and it's such an interesting thing because on the one side um it brings like it, it brings attention for sure right it brings more like everything like you go to instagram you go to the tv you go to magazines everywhere there's models everywhere there's models everywhere and they're there to advertise whatever product there is or whatever service there is and i guess that it's kind of sexualized sometimes sometimes it's not but it's it's gathering like like i like the aesthetic thing like there's a, there is an aesthetic attraction to the eye of the world that ca- gathers attention and and the value aspect i, I think that there's value in in some ways right like the aesthetics of it when it's artful when when it's when it brings meaning in some way it can have value and i think it does sometimes it it, it also gets distorted like it, it also brings an, an an idealized and unrealistic um concept of what speaking about female models what a female should be and then that fucks up with people's head too so that's the that that's this other aspect of it and and even but like, it doesn't fucks up with as bad with people's heads as watching porn right say that again <laughs> i mean it doesn't fuck up fucks up with people's heads as bad as watching porn oh that's true like yeah i'm, I'm not trying to like denigrate your profession in any way I, i'm just like thinking about like all the different layers but that's true what's important probably will fuck your mind a little bit more uh, mm-hmm. in, in some ways like it more so in terms of not not only in terms of the the women's body perception but also in the perception of what sex should be and what relationships should be then mm-hmm. that will fuck you up even more in some ways that you will like not even understand what human interactions are are like how those are possible like and you were you're gonna like just conceptualize them as like oh that's what i see important that's what i should be doing it's like pretty fucked up and yeah yeah. but i do think that there's a flip side of it like the 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 beauty of showing showing like the aesthetics of uh, like that's the word that i'm thinking of but i like what? What do you think? Like, what do you think is the the most valuable? No, I agree that, that for sure the aesthetic, and that's what you get kind of aesthetic value. Looking like beautiful clothes, wearing on like I don't want to say a perfectly looking human, but it's like maybe more proportional or pleasant, pleasant to look at, right? And then, uh, I mean, again, I don't know. I don't know why is this big thing about being tall and modeling, you know, and just in general. I mean, I get it why it's important for guys to be tall, but I don't get why that's supposed to be everyone. But I think it started just because clothes look better, you know, and then, then, so, because I don't really necessarily personally think that a 5'11 woman are more attractive than a 5'8 woman or 5'7, right? But Mm -hmm. just became 
that but i agree there is some i just feel like there's definitely like aesthetical value i think in modeling and being a model but not a lot of people would view it or think we bring in new value although they would love to look at it right and enjoy mm -hmm. it like fashion show or a picture but it's not everyone like would regard or give so much respect which is kind of sad too because like oh you enjoy to look at it but then you don't think it's like brings enough value important enough you know like you're not as praised i mean it would be praised but not like a praise a doctor or a scientist not in that way more like uh like just fashion like oh you know like you know i'm starting i think that part of the pro like part of the problem is that how society uses the modeling right like it, it's very sexualized it's very aimed as you were saying like they're using the the, the woman body and, and the, the woman like uh like the femininity as mm -hmm. a way to sell something else and mm -hmm. not using the, the word using even it doesn't work here it, it's like it, modeling could be if you wanted it to an expression of femininity in itself and that is valuable and what femininity could be in a healthy way that is valuable but nobody uses or, or at least not a lot of people use it that way and i think that's where the the problem is like because then what are you selling because it's always about selling it's so intricately uh intertwined with marketing that we that we have a tough time seeing it for itself which is an expression of the woman quality or the man quality when it, when we're talking about men modeling and that is what's missing that's what we don't see as often and i think that's where the value is yeah i pretty much agree <laughs> oh, man. yeah that was gonna bug me if i didn't realize what the value was in there okay i'm glad we got that settled we got that we got it. there is definitely i mean like there's value in anything otherwise it would not exist right some kind of value has to be right yeah I mean, sometimes it's a positive value sometimes it's maybe a little more negative <laughs> you know but i guess different people also like taking different value from different things right or whatever they like you know olga let me tell you something we have not talked a lot about your life and it's already been an hour i know i know well you can crop you can cut that down you know <laughs> um but no this is what we should do we should do another episode oh really oh my god i don't know if how many people will <laughs> maybe it will be enough <laughs> yeah we should do another episode where we don't talk so much about chicken and i want to ask you more about like how is your life going on how is new york and like and i want to say this is a perfect timing for you to do podcasts because, yeah, because i'm in my house a lot in your of house sitting home it's a good time to start a podcast yeah that's why i started it i think that that's that's where it began like the very early times of the pandemic where oh. things were really really you were we were in lockdown we we're not allowed to leave our houses there was a period like where it was kind of like that I'm like, okay, what, what do I do that is productive? And I love talking and I love talking with my friends. So why don't I start a podcast? So that's yeah, this kinda... was great. A way to talk, I'm gonna talk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you want to podcast? Okay, talking bullshit or not, or sure. <laughs> Olga, thank you so much for joining today. And let's definitely do it again. And yeah, let's definitely do it again.
Maybe I say something about my brand more. <laughs> you put it there in the beginning. Oh yeah, let's talk about your brand. So, and I'm gonna include your link. So you do t-shirts, and there's pictures of your t-shirt of the t-shirts that are there. Well, I actually stopped doing t-shirts. I just have few t-shirts left. I mean, you're oh, gonna cut, right? <laughs> I'm gonna what? Are you gonna cut the things? No, I'm not. No, come on. Yeah, I'm just gonna cut maybe some part of where you left me waiting when you you were saying goodbye to to the people fixing your. You house. wanna cut? You just have to cut it up. <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Anyway, yeah. I mean, I stopped doing t-shirts. I just have Hawaiian shorts, and it's a perfect time to sell Hawaiian shorts when no one goes on vacation and sits home. So of course. Yeah, people do go on vacation. What are you talking about? Short and, and just I'm, sit at home. Haven't you seen Miami? Like everybody's in Miami. Well, everybody that doesn't care about coronavirus or is not afraid of coronavirus. I'm going to Miami next week, so I'm going to probably be like one of those. You're going to Miami next week? I'm excited. I can't wait. (laughs) I don't care if I get the coronavirus, to be honest, at this point. It's okay. It's okay. (laughs) It's okay. I mean, if I die, I die. If I survive, I survive. It's okay. There you go. Just don't infect others. As long as you're like good with that. I'm okay with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Thank you, okay. Olga. Have fun, Thank Miami. And I'm gonna check out the Hawaiian shirts. I I've never bought a Hawaii. I think maybe once when well, I was I like it's, it's Hawaiian inspired. It's not exactly. It's a Hawaiian inspired shirt. All right. All right. I'll check it out. Questionable. Thank okay. you. Have a good one. Good to see you. And- yeah.